p.m. Central Time, Saturday, June the 15th. The year is 2019, and I'm Leon Davis, and this is Altitude Adjustment. I want to thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. And if you've followed any of my podcasts, you'll know that I am a big supporter of a free press. And I think it's important um, because that's how we get our information. That's how we uh, get to be in places that we physically can't get to and to to um, understand what's going on to be able to make better decisions. Now, um, one of the things that I've heard complained about uh, Fox News is that they've intertwined their opinion hosts with their news hosts. And that kind of mixing of things <clears throat> seems to bring down the the news aspect of it. Um, the difficulty that I find is that um, a lot of the individuals who are lamenting um, Fox News's behavior, their hands aren't very clean either. That's coming up this show. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Glenn, you ever wonder what he's doing right now okay. today to keep the empire afloat? That's something that's coming up in a minute. <laughs> but anyway, so as I mentioned, I don't think that um, a lot of news agencies have a clearly defined line between um, hard news and opinion. Now, one of the things that I do realize is that um, people that are news um, workers, um, they go out, they do a lot of research, they have access to information that we may not have access to. And a lot of times when you know something that uh, someone else doesn't know, you can sometimes start to feel that you can educate, you should educate, you should influence other people's decision because you have that information that they don't have. And so one of the ways that news agencies do that um, is with opinion segments, because as the, the news segment is about um, giving you the news, giving you the facts, giving you um, not so much the color or um, um, <clears throat> uh, more dis uh uh, opinionated stuff, but giving you the, the the coldness of it, the the cold facts. This is what happened. This is when it happened. This is how it happened, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so what a lot of agencies do, especially in the newspapers, um, they have the editorial section. Now, editorial as an adjective is relating to the commissioning or preparing of material for publication. As a noun, a newspaper article is written by or on behalf of an editor that gives an opinion on a topic or issue. It is so so it has been <clears throat> accepted practice that those people who are responsible for uh, giving us our news, responsible for giving us the facts and allowing us to draw our own conclusions and 
um, understanding and and uh, creating our own um, understanding or our own ideas about how that information can be used. Um, some of those people are also sharing their opinion in the same um, medium. Now, there aren't a lot of so-called mediums to particularly share your uh, thoughts and ideas with, but um, so I would think that the the editorial section um, for one would not be done by people responsible for news. People that are responsible for just giving you the facts. Um, they would not be associated with that whatsoever. As I mentioned, I can understand why they would want to, but it can create a um, feeling that they're being influenced. So if, if you share your opinions, if you're a person who's responsible for delivering the news, just delivering the facts and allowing the consumer to make their own opinion, to develop their own opinion about it and how they want to use that. Um, and then you try to, um, cause what an opinion, um, an opinion by definition is a view or judgment formed about something not necessarily based on fact or knowledge. Now for me, and I like to add to that description, it is an attempt at influencing another someone's view on a subject or person. So, so when you give, when you, now, when you give your opinion, um, so these news people do uh, a lot of research. They do a lot of, they, they get information that you may not necessarily, uh, the average person may not necessarily have access to. So there are things that they understand or things that they see that they feel they need to share. It may, may have been, uh, they did research on a, on a particular topic or a particular story. And the, um, article never came to, to be published or never, the story never ran, but, but they still have that information. Um, and so another story similarly related, um, comes up and they may have something that they feel because of the previous stories that they've done, that that information is pertinent in that situation. Um, and when you're sitting on that kind of information and you, and you think that people need to know that information uh, because it would help them make better decisions, you may have a tendency to try to get that in there and influence how people consume the information that you're, you're providing them to, to try to slant or um, put your own spin on how they digest what you've given them. And um, I think one of the, the difficulties of having like um, editorial or opinion um, sections in the same um, adjacent to um, news is that it allows people who are looking for some way to dis 
disparage or dis discount or discourage what you're telling them. Because one of the things that I think is extremely uh, everybody should know is that doing the right thing is a lot. Most times very difficult because um, we as individuals, we learn and we make mistakes and we hate making mistakes. We hate making mistakes. Um, we're harsh on people that make mistakes. And so so we have a tendency to be guarded when it comes to making mistakes. And um, so when someone presents information that goes against what we've believed or any ideas that we've held for a long time, we look for opportunities to discount that, to ignore it, to uh, belittle it or berate it. And by placing opinion adjacent to um, fact, discovery in, in a particular organization allows people the opportunity to cast doubt on the information that you're providing them. Now, one of the things that I think is important to, to keep in mind to that um, while we're delivering facts, there is an opportunity to deliver interpretation of those facts. Now, so what that means is um, we can, you can present the facts. And if you think that the message is unclear in the facts, because they are just hard and cold facts, some interpretation of that may be necessary. Now, I don't have a particular example right off the top of my head, uh, but but some interpretation of that is important. Now, there's a difference between opinion and interpretation, and that's a very it's a very subtle, very nuanced difference. But it is extremely important in maintaining and presenting objectivity at its best. One of the most important things I think that we need to achieve as um, a society is having an organization or having uh, some way to be objective in presenting information. And that's important um, because if if we can't achieve that, then then everything becomes about what I feel is right or what I what I want to be right. Um, and so objectivity then becomes moot. And so it's important to that objectivity remain consistent. Now, um, so I talked about the editorial sections um, and editorials are usually uh, newspaper related. But television has its and, and I mentioned that uh, Fox News has opinion um, uh, opinion anchors. I don't know if you want to call them an anchor, but they have opinion um, sh show whatever. Um, and and they do the best that they can to try to muddy the facts. And, and that one of the things I was talking about, it was um, interpreting um, versus opinion. And um, so, so there has to be a clear delineation between um, an opinion host and a facts, facts 
or fact-based news um, presentation. Now, uh, I've got a couple of clips here. And so while Fox News is getting um, slammed about uh, the clear uh, blurring of the lines between fact-based news and opinion-based um, delivery of information, um, some of the other media organizations uh, do things that lend themselves towards um, presenting opinion in a fact-based discussion. Um, so you have they, a lot of the shows have guests on and they, they have, um, and, and, and having a guest on is important is deciding if that guest. And, and one of the things that I think is important is, um, a news organization has to, to, to some degree vet the guests that they have on to determine if what they're providing is fact-based or if it is just opinion and while that some people can say, well, they, they picked that guest because they knew the information that they were going to uh, present. And so that that may be one of the challenges that they have in deciding who to bring on the show. But another aspect of it is the kinds of questions that they ask. So what one of the things that I tend to do especially when I'm watching someone interview someone else is try to identify if the question that they're asking um, is going to elicit a fact-based delivery of information or if it's going to be an opinion. So I've got a couple of clips here. I'm going to play for you. The first um, uh, I'll go ahead and play it and then I'll, and then I'll talk about it. Glenn, you ever wonder what he's doing right now day to day to keep the empire afloat? I mean, his kids can't handle it. Who's keeping this, this house of cards with all these billions of dollars potentially up in the air, all based on credit from God knows who? No idea, and I don't even know if it's millions of dollars up in the air. Maybe it's thousands it's of dollars. But it's borrowed who money. Knows? It is borrowed money, and it may be dirty money because, you know, when... Okay. So, <clears throat> so the question was asked... And the guest. Um, so first, let me say the, the questioner made the statement that the children were not capable of operating this business. I have not seen any factual basis for that statement. So the question was framed in such a way that it was a given that that the children could not function or operate this business. And one of the children had her own business, was was uh, head of her own company, did made decisions about her business. Um, I don't know what other qualifications you need to um, qualify as competent business management wise. Um, every manager should have some failures on their resume. If you don't have any failures on your resume, you cannot succeed. 
because you do not know what success is. You do not know how to um, recover from failure, which is a part of managing successful business. Um, it is more than just um, dollars and cents. It is the ability to um, sustain a company through difficulty. And um, so so this young lady has um, run a company um, and f by all um, indicators that I know of, uh, was fairly successful at operating the, her company. And so to imply that she was incapable of running the business um, to me was more opinion than fact. And <clears throat> so then the, the, the person goes on and, and talks about um, the money and it's borrowed money and then goes into, you know, could be criminal. Um, and that was all conjecture. There wasn't, they didn't present any facts that says that this money is criminal. And so to, to throw shade in that manner, I thought was um, beneath the responsibility of an organization to present the, the who prides themselves on facts provides themselves on the on discovery of information to give the public an opportunity to see what goes on uh, in the world around them to make better decisions. A company uh, that prides themselves on that um, allowed that to occur. Now, I don't know if, if they vetted this individual uh, and had an idea that he was going to say what he was going to say. Uh, my guess is um people that they invite on the show, they know their resume. They know the kinds of uh, things, words that they use, the hyperbole um, to uh, make their point. And so I think we have to hold them, uh, the news agencies, to some level of standard that, you know, if, if, if this person does this on a regular basis, if this person does this, as a part of how they communicate, um, is that a benefit to uh, the listener to get unsubstantiated accusations uh, in a in a news clip in a news show? So this next one um, is a, a video, and um, so I, it was hard for me to see where the question led to. What I think was the hyperbole, um, but again, it, it uh, and even the individual had a, a resume that says, you know, they they should know better than to just use hyperbole. But um, I'm going to play the clip and then we'll go from there. Well, I got to get your take on the press conference in which he cajoled his advisors to say something nice about him in front of the press. When you saw his various spokespeople, Sarah Sanders, Kellyanne, um, even Hogan Gidley, who was attesting to Trump's behavior in a meeting he did not attend, when you saw them praising yes. the president on command, what did you think as a former press secretary? 
I, I thought we were in uh, North Korea, or we were in the Kremlin, or we were in Saudi Arabia, where uh, a king was sitting upon the throne, and his, uh, his, his servants were at his feet, you know, uh, serving him. It was... So, so she asked the question. <clears throat> um, I wasn't able to detect where um, she was leading to a, I don't know, maybe the, the part where it goes, what do you think? Um, that led to the, the hyperbole, but um, I cannot imagine that um, Trump's behavior immediately um, sparked the idea that, uh, you know, he was a dictator and he was a king on a throne and that's how he was approaching this. And um, so so one of the things that I think um, I, I hear a lot. So I, I, I watch a lot. I watch, try to watch a lot of different news sources and. One of the things that I have noticed is that everyone tries to. So, so we're all people. They're, we're all social beings and we all want to be a part of something and we all want to be a part of something that's successful and big. And what I see a lot of people doing is um, they parrot. They find something that someone said that was really interesting uh, or really exciting. And they tend to to you, you hear a, you see a, a lot of clips where people have said this, use the same wording or the same um, phrase to describe something that is kind of um, not really factual based, but it's just kind of um, cutesy. You know, like like um, like he was a dictator. Um you know, while while Trump's behavior may be um, harsh and gregarious, um, dictator. Okay, so you'd have to you'd have to show me more, and um, so to go directly to that, I thought was um, um, a little bit over the top. Um, so one of the, so as I mentioned, uh, a lot of times, you know, somebody will come up with something cutesy to say. And I was really disappointed. So, so one of the things that I heard, uh, uh, Sarah Sanders, um, um, Sarah Sanders resigned from her position in the current administration. Um, one of the um, news people that cover the White House, um, April Ryan, has had run-ins with um, Sarah Sanders. Most of the people that in the room have had run-ins with Sarah Sanders. But uh, so um, I don't have the clip, but uh, one of the um, she was being interviewed in one of the, the news shows. And she came up with the term uh, "liabilities." Said that Sarah Sanders had come down with liabilities, and and that was cute, but it it wasn't newsy. It it kind of 
smacked of you know partisan behavior and so so i think um it's important to to maintain that objectivity as much as possible and um it does not benefit i think um the people who um listen to the show to you know see this mentality where everybody um sh- tries to be to out one up somebody else on, on a um, a really uh um viral you know new thing to 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 describe something um and then it, it it just seems that we're that news agencies are playing to emotion rather than um you know sticking to the facts um interpreting those facts as best they can um to ensure that people are getting the best and right information that they um need so so one of the the things about the editorials that um really kind of stuck out at me um was an article in the local post dispatch or I'm sorry it was on the Riverfront Times um and it talked about um so so the the county executive was recently indicted on three charges and um was removed from office and the Riverfront Times article uh, which I thought was a, an absolutely excellent article because it had quite a good inf- good information in it, but it 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 showed where the local post the local big paper um, and one of the local TV stations uh, seemed to um, both of them endorsed the so Dooley was um, a candidate or he was a uh, County executive, and he had been endorsed by the Post Dispatch twice before. And um, so, again, I believe in, in they endorsed him in the editorial section, and I and I, and I, I don't like that idea that the editorial is so adjacent to the news section. But in this instance, they had endorsed him twice. Um, then they did not endorse him because supposedly there was corruption. Um, so they they endorsed another candidate. This other candidate, uh, Stinger, uh, wind up being um, caught up. So so Dooley never had any charges brought against him, never had any investigations that were um, um, released about him doing his job. So there was, um, so so Stinger, who was eventually indicted, was indicted for the exact things that the the Post-Dispatch had claimed that Dooley had done, which So um, one of one of the newspaper people who reported supposedly on 
possible corruption in Dooley's administration and advocated for Stinger's election after the election, and this was a newspaper person, after the election accepted a position with um, Stinger's administration. And you can see how that can lead to questions of um, objectivity by actually endorsing a candidate, by actually in, um, the newspaper person actually, in, you know, picking or trying to pick a winner in that and then taking a job. It seems like they maybe beforehand had uh, uh, talked with the incoming uh, you know, the guy that was running against uh, the incumbent and said, you know, you help me get in and uh, um, you get, get me elected and I'll, I have a place for you. It may not have actually been that situation, but it, it lended itself to that because of um, a not defining a clear line between um Fact and fact-based delivery of information and uh, opinion. So, I, um, so I say this as far as objectivity goes. Objectivity impacts every facet of our lives, from news to education, science, criminal justice, law enforcement, mass transit, just to name a few. Now, the ability to objectively assess and use information is essential to building a better and more inclusive community. One of the most important factors for objectivity is that it is applied consistently where it is required. If then we need to ask the question, can we truly be objective every time a news agency or scientific study or government entity abandons objectivity, it fuels arguments that objectivity is not sustainable and not reliable for all purposes. The application of objectivity must be maintained at all reasonable cost for the benefit of us working together. I'm going to wrap this up. I want to thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. It has been a pleasure bringing you this show. Um, I will be, uh, so there's two more shows before my summer break. Uh, I will not be broadcasting through the month of August. And this podcast is streamed live each week uh, on YouTube and on Facebook. And you are encouraged to participate by asking questions and including your thoughts. And to participate, please contact Altitude Adjustment by connecting via Skype at the Lions Den at dot stl at gmail.com or google at the lion's den dot stl at gmail.com please feel free to connect with me on instagram facebook and on youtube also be sure to look for this and other episodes where you listen to podcasts your likes and shares are internet gold so like and share this podcast where you find it remember to be cool be calm but above all be careful look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you